So you want to build a house. Welcome to the podcast by Statera Homes. I'm Scott Daly, and I'm here with my host, Jackie Kavaleski. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I am very good. It's always great to live at the beach. Yeah. I like so, that attitude. Right? So listen. So, Jackie, let me ask you a question. Have you ever been car shopping? Yes. You have. So you have purchased a car. Was that a stressful process, an easy process? Um, it would have been more stressful, but my parents helped me out. Okay. So you had some help with people that were experienced car shoppers. Right. If I was by myself, yes, it would have been stressful. Right. And you're aware that's one of the situations that causes just a lot of anxiety. Yes. Right. People don't like to car shop. Yeah, I can understand that. So interestingly enough, um, when you went car shopping, what were some of the factors that you were considering when it came to buying a new car? And trust me, listen, just before she answers that question, hold that thought. Mm. We understand what this podcast is about, and we're going to get there. We're, tr- we're making a point. Just bear with us. There's a yeah, little we, analogy we coming. We haven't switched to cars. We're not a car. Okay. De- so if you're like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to be hearing about houses. Why are they talking about cars? Just give us a minute, okay? Yeah, be patient. Chill. Okay. Okay. What was the question? The question was, when you were looking at cars, uh, what were some of the deciding factors that, that, that drove the decision process for you? Okay. Gas mileage. Okay. Um, I needed to be able to drive up and down the state and not break the bank on gas. Right. That was that was probably my biggest one. And we're in Delaware, so you know, up and down the state is right. you is know, like fourteen miles. <laughs> it's not. It's a little more than that, okay. but it's doable. It's Very easy. Right. Um, I wanted an automatic. Um, manual wasn't out of the question, but automatic is just Which easier. Which kind of goes without saying in today's market, right? People don't drive manual transmission cars anymore. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Uh, and that was, and I had a budget. And you had a budget. Okay. Right. So did the brand of the car have any impact on, on your selection? Uh, I would say it influenced me through my dad. So the brand did, yes. Okay. So your dad said, look, we're going to look at these brands and we're not going to look at other brands. Correct. Okay. So was al- there was already a narrowed selection. Right. Because, and, and, and was, why was your dad narrowing the selection based on the brand of car? What was his rationale, if you if you understand? I'm not sure if I understand. I mean, I guess he just perceives them as a higher quality okay. brand. So he he associates certain brands of cars with higher quality than other brands of cars. Right, and I feel like most people do. I agree with you. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm not a great car person, so right. But you uh, s- you you bought a car. Yes, it is a, it. a famous brand. It's a Japanese car company. We're not. We don't have to talk about the specific thing. But the brand of the car had a decision because the brand gave you a sense of the quality of, yes. of, the, of the car. Yeah, okay. for sure. Right. So here's the problem in our business. Ready? What is that? How does that translate? So everybody knows, okay, there are certain cars that have a really high reputation for high quality cars. And there's cars that have a reputation for being maybe less expensive and not as reliable. And that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Whether it's real or not, I don't, I, you know, how do you actually analyze that? But the problem is, let's say you're looking at a house in the Delaware Beach market where Statera Homes build hou- builds houses. How do you know the brands and, and what they convey? You don't know. There's, there are a lot of builders, right? In our market, you can look at, I don't know, probably five or six publicly traded gigantic home building companies. 
and then another five or six very large local or regional companies, and then, I mean, a hundred small builders. Mm -hmm. So there is no strong brand identity for a lot of these companies, even the big ones, uh, that give you some idea of, hey, what, you know, is there quality and all that? So, So people are trying to sort this out. They're trying to figure out, hey, what is a good house? What is a high quality house? What's a good value? Right. Right? Because you didn't pick the least expensive car you could buy. No. You picked the car that you felt like was a good value, which was a, a balance somehow between the price and the quality. Yes. Um, and so how do, you, how do people do that? What's the normal way people go ahead and try to figure out whether they're getting a good value or not? I would say the normal, when you say normal, I guess people just tend to use cost per square foot. Right. Okay. And so that's what we're really talking about. So now we are, you know, X number of minutes into the podcast and you know what we're talking about. Right. Yeah. Here we are. So welcome to episode 14 where (laughs) we're talking not about cars, but we're talking about this idea of trying to understand the value of a house uh, based upon the dollars per square foot analysis. Well, so you use that analogy because people use cost per square foot to just sort through and research a builder. And we're going to talk about why that might not be the best solution. Right. That's kind of our thing is, look, if you're trying to understand. So so if you don't have a lot of time, if you just want to cut to the end yep. and you just believe us. Uh-huh. So we're going to launch into a detailed, comprehensive and impeccable discussion on why pricing uh, different builders cost per square foot or, or just uh-huh. using that as a barometer of a good value or not is, is not the greatest idea. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you will just trust us on that, the, the, uh, that's what you need to know. It, it's not a great idea that yeah. if you're sitting there saying, well, this house costs X dollars per square foot. Another house is more or less. Therefore the lower cost is a better value. It might not be true. Right. Correct. Right. Yep. Okay. Here we go. All right. So if that is the case, uh-huh. um, then how are we, wh- what does that even mean? So let's just back up and say, okay, Scott and Jackie, cost per square foot. What are you talking about? Can you explain that? Can you break that down first, Jackie? Yeah, sure. So we'll start very basic. Cost of the home divided by heated square feet. Now, we need to kind of define heated square feet. Right. Because I learned something about heated square feet. It's not, uh, so if something's insulated, it doesn't doesn't count as in that count, right? Right. So a heated square foot is really um, square footage of the house that is uh, considered to be in the conditioned envelope is the technical term. Gotcha, gotcha. The conditioned envelope is parts of the house that receive heating and air conditioning from the main system. Right. So not a three-season porch, no garage, porches, decks, attics. Right. Bonus rooms that are unfinished, basements that are unfinished. Right. Got it. None of that stuff counts in the heated square foot calculation. Right. So, so if, you th- if you think about it, the cost of your home remains the same, but you add on some of those, that will hurt your square. Right. So uh, a house with a basement is going to cost more per square foot than one that doesn't have a basement. Um, unfinished. Unfinished, even though the square footage could be identical. Right. And Whoa. then also, uh, you said something about walls. Right. Some builders in some areas count the walls in the square footage. Some don't. Uh, most in Delaware do. So when you see the square footage count on, say, Statera Homes' website, that includes the walls. So you're saying the wall itself is actually insulated. So that right. footage that they're quoting, that might those 
Mm. How do I say this? The dimensions of the room might not be exact. Well, they're going to show you the dimensions of the rooms, right? So if you look at one of Statera's plans and the room is 15 by 17, uh -huh. uh, then the room is 15 by 17. But that doesn't mean that's in the square footage calculation. Right. So your, okay, so your dimensions might not match up right. to your square foot. If you go around okay. and you add up all the dimensions... Um, together of all the different rooms, you'll probably not get the same tally as what we're saying the square footage is. And okay. That's, and that's normal. And that's for around here? Is that everywhere? That is not everywhere. Okay. I don't think. Um, only because my understanding of what, I, what I've read on the internet is that people calculate those things differently. Okay. Well, um, we, that's how we do it here. But so. we build here, yeah. and this podcast is coming to you from Delaware, from Rehoboth Beach. And yeah. so that's how we roll. At the beach <laughs> in the giant state of Delaware that Jackie has to traverse uh -huh, on yeah. occasion. Seriously. Right. So. Um, so that's heated square feet. Yes. And then, you know, we say it's not a great idea to use it. However, there are some instances where cost per square foot can just be can be a, a tool. And I bet you're going to tell us when that I is. Am. Wow. Break it down for me, Jackie. You're so insightful. Okay, so first glance type of stuff. It's really a tool um, that you could use if you're moving into a new neighborhood and uh, maybe there's some new builds going on or it's an older neighborhood and you want to build a house in there. You can take a look at the houses on your street or wherever you want to do and find the cost per square foot of those houses really just to get a price of those houses. Okay. Price point. And you can use that, that on new and used houses too, right? So if you're yeah. looking at a used house in the market, you can sure. say, well, the average used house in this neighborhood is going for X dollars per square foot. Right. You just, you want to see what it's going for at that time, what it had gone for. Right. You don't want to overbuild, underbuild. Right. So that might be a tool in which you use it. Sure. But when you do that, it's it's going to be an average of the cost per square foot. Right. Um, so you're going to take a couple houses, get the averages of those, and then you can kind of have a ballpark. Okay. You don't want to compare a single house to a single house unless they're the exact same. And so for it's good for general, general. market comparisons. Yes. Right. Well said. Thank you. Man, you sure you didn't want to do that part? No, I, th I, I was enjoying your explanation. I tried. But right. let's talk about when it's appropriate to compare. All right. So th the issue falls starts to fall apart when you get a little more into some details about houses, right? Yeah. So it's good for general market information, you know, in a neighborhood, averages, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for very general. Right. But let's say you're looking at a specific plan with a specific builder with specific features. Mm -hmm. And then you take another plan that is similar in size and maybe even similar in design with a different builder that has a different plan with different features. And right. you start to compare those two and the numbers are different. Yeah. And the immediate conclusion is that the builder that is giving you the lower price per square foot is giving you the better value. Right. And what I want to do is say, wait a minute. Wait, stop everything. That might actually not be true. Yes. Right? Correct. So let me give you some reasons to think about why that might not be true. Go for it. Okay, so we'll just talk about sort of the low-hanging fruit when it comes to that. And let's just talk about the design. Uh -huh. So uh, hopefully if you listen to our podcast, uh, we had an earlier episode on how we designed a pretty small house um, called the Jacqueline, yeah. ironically. 
and uh, talking through that type of design. And that, so if you take, let's just say there is this hypothetical 2,000 square foot house. Mm-hmm. Now, I can design a 2,000-square-foot house that is a box that is relatively inexpensive to build those 2,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. I can design a 2,000-square-foot house that is perhaps more aesthetically pleasing and intricate in its design. Um, and so that maybe the layout of the floor plan internally and the external elevations could be perceived by many to be more visually desirable than the box. Mm-hmm. Of t- but the, the two houses are going to cost different even if you build them with the same stuff the, the more complicated plan is going to be more expensive to build sure but that doesn't necessarily mean that it is not the better value mm-hmm. it just depends on kind of your perception of how things are important and we're going to get to that right in a little bit so that's the first thing is is houses are different in their design second thing houses are different in their features Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I just take a builder and say, I want the lowest cost per square foot, that just depends on what's going to go into the house. So take Statera, for example, we use Anderson windows. Anderson windows are more expensive than all of our competition. That if you look at some of the other builders that build similar homes and similar prices than we do in the Delaware market, you're going to find that they all use vinyl windows. Well, the vinyl windows are dramatically less expensive than what we're putting in our house. Now, we have our reasons, again, another podcast, for why we use those types of windows, but that is a thing where we decided that something that actually costs a little bit more is a better value. Mm -hmm. But if you start saying, you know, Statera's cost per square foot is this, and there are other builders that have a lower cost per square foot, and that is one of the factors, and that's not the only factor. Um, That factor that could be the kitchens. It could be a lot of the different features. Mm -hmm. And so when you're not talking apples to apples on what goes into the house and the design of the house, it's going to skew your numbers. Right. But it's not going to skew the value. It's going to skew uh, the the way you're analyzing to obtain value. Right. Okay. So for the future, the futures, not futures, features of the home, you're saying you could take a plan to two different builders and you could get two different numbers back. No. Well, well the features would be different. You, yeah, they would, if you let the features be different. But we'll talk about bringing plans to a builder uh, here in a little bit. Okay. And whether that is, uh, how that can be a tool. Okay. Um, so we talked a little uh, about the design of the house. We talked a little about the features. And the last thing that I want to talk about that can have a pretty dramatic influence on the price uh, is going to be the size of the house itself. And you're saying, well, what, do, what does that matter? And again, you go back to the design of a house. So if you take the Jacqueline, the Jacqueline is a small house. It's our smallest house design. And it still has things, um, amazingly enough, like a garage and a kitchen. And it is a three-bedroom, two-bath rancher, just like our Hunter plan, which is 2,600 square feet and change, which is almost double the size of the Jacqueline. And it also has three bedrooms, two, actually it has two and a half baths. So you've added a half bath, but you've doubled the square footage. What you haven't done is doubled the size of the kitchen, doubled the size of the garage, right. anything like that. So what that means is that if you go on just about any builder's website, including ours, the most expensive house per square foot is going to be the smallest. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, although this is not 
entirely true. The largest house is going to be the cheapest per square foot. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing that I think people don't understand because there are certain elements that have to go into every home design. So, for example, our Jacqueline plan, the kitchen is almost as big in the Jacqueline as it is in the Grace. The Grace is 650 square feet larger. So when you take the cost of the kitchen, which is not that different from one house to the other, and you spread it out over 650 more square feet, the cost drops dramatically. Right. Okay. So keep that in mind. So those are the three reasons that cost per square foot is not always great. You know, one is design, two is features, and three is the size of the house. And that's where that whole idea um, breaks down. And, uh, and, and one that I will just throw in um, that sometimes when you look at a builder's website, so we have pre-designed plans that have pre-designed prices for yes. a certain amount of features, uh, those c- price per square foot will almost always be lower than a custom house. doesn't mean we don't build custom houses, but once you get into a custom house, we don't have it engineered, we don't have it dialed in. Sure, uh, it adds up. And yeah. it's just going to be a different price. Mm-hmm. So... So that's all the reasons that we gave you really quick why cost per square foot is not the greatest analysis. There is, however, one scenario where buying new and using that analysis can work to your benefit. Do you uh, want to talk about it or should I? Well, I have a feeling it was what I was saying earlier. It is. <laughs> I would say it's taking the same plan to different builders. Right. So let's say you want to build a custom house and you're going to have it designed. And you're going to call out the specifications of what you want in the house. Mm-hmm. and that So you're going to take those plans and that specification sheet. When you say specifications, you mean features, everything, appliances. Uh, yeah, right? okay. that's it. Just this is what I want. Okay. I want this kind of hardwood right. in this room, this kind of carpet in this room. I want this kind of siding, this kind of windows. Uh-huh. Okay. I want it built a certain way with certain stuff. I just wanted to make sure. Right. Okay. So when I hand that list and those plans to a builder, I want you to bid that. And that is very different than trying to get a price. That's basically handing a bid package. So you're saying to a number of different builders, I want you to give me a price on the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And then the builders are going to submit a price Mm -hmm. back to you saying, we will build what you gave us to build for X dollars. Mm -hmm. And so in that case, you're going to likely get different pricing, which translates into different costs per square foot and in that situation those comparisons are probably pretty valid Mm -hmm. then you have to start parsing okay how fast can this builder get it done what is the warranty that this builder is going to offer what is their reputation what do people that live in this builder's houses say things like that and so uh, a builder might say hey look we charge a little bit more we have this warranty we charge a little bit more we're established company somebody says hey i'm not that busy right now i'm going to charge you a little less because i want to get my house because i want to keep my uh my guys busy right so there's a lot of different reasons that are going to influence the price but at least at that point you're going to say whatever comes back they're, they are comparing the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we run into people that are saying, hey, this builder has a plan that is pretty close to one of yours, and it costs a certain amount of per square foot, and yours costs a certain amount of per square foot, and then they want to try to negotiate. Right. And here's the hard part. What we're really hearing, right, because there's in life there's what you say, and then there's what people hear, mm-hmm. right? You're yeah. engaged, so yeah. you, I'm married. We understand that sometimes when you're talking to your significant other, uh, something gets said and something completely different gets heard. 
Oh, for sure. Right? Yes. Jackie can espouse, because at this point, she's planning <laughs> her wedding. <laughs> so you want to talk about communication. We're not going to get into Jackie's personal I'm, life. I'm practicing a lot of But she is learning. Yes, I'm learning. Some of the key differences in communication. Yeah. Um, so sometimes, so, so right. what you're saying when you come into our model at Statera and you say, I have builder, Acme home builder company. The salesperson is Wiley Coyote. I'm dating myself. You've never watched these cartoons. Uh, that's why my eyes just glaze Right. Over. I should I be talking about like well, SpongeBob SquarePants <laughs> or something. Okay. So bikini bottom builders. <laughs> okay. Right? Okay. That's that's for Jackie's age. Well, when she said coyote, I got it. But okay. at first, I didn't. So, you can keep going right. with that. That's we fine. have generational issues when it comes it to just took me a while. our analogies. Um. Okay, so what we what you're then dealing with in from our perspective. So this is what you're saying. What you're saying is I have these two houses, I have these two costs per square foot. What we're hearing is, hey, Scott, I don't really care what goes into my house. I just want it cheap. Right. I only care about costs. I only care about costs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we will have the courage to look at people like that and we will actually say to them, hey, we might not be the best builder for you. Mm -hmm. And that is because if the only way you understand value is cost, um, then you're not going to perceive any value in, in what we do. Sure. Uh, and that's just the reality of the situation. So um, that is the way the builders look at it. You know, you think, oh, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to tell that builder what's what. And you might. Yeah. But what they might hear is, I don't care. And what our salespeople are going to say is, look, if buying the biggest, least expensive house is the most important thing to you, at some point you're going to realize that Statera isn't for you. Yeah. We already know that. Yes, we do know that. And so that's sad because we might have liked you as people. We don't get yeah. to build your house. Well, But if you have a slightly different view of value, and look, we're not saying that's wrong. No. There is a house. There, there are builders for everybody, for every station in their life, and everybody has the right to decide what is important to them. Mm -hmm. This is an expensive transaction building a new home yeah uh it is a long process that needs to involve trust between you and the person you select to build your home so we want that to work for everybody so hopefully when you're listening to this uh, you're getting a little education so that you can walk in because here's the final thing that i want people to understand the way to get yourself prepared to decide on what's a good value or not is to understand what you want mm -hmm. and then figure out your actual budget and that if what you want fits into your actual budget, then I would say that is a good value. That's great, yeah. Because if people that know what they want are able to differentiate between the builders, because certain builders are going to do things they want, and, thing, and they're going to do other things they don't like or they don't care about. Sure. And that's a great way of deciding, right? So you walk into Statera Homes, and we start talking about our magnificent kitchens. We love kitchens. We take kitchens very seriously. And then you look at them and go, I hate kitchens. I want the cheapest possible kitchen that right. you can ever imagine. I don't imagine. cook. I don't entertain. Not for me. Right. Then, you, then ultimately, you're kind of saying, hey... Statera is not necessarily the great fit, the greatest fit. The alternative, you're saying, hey, look, I want the ability to change my plans. I want to entertain like crazy. And I want a kitchen because that is beautiful, mm -hmm. um, that has custom-made cabinets, American-made appliances, 
and all of these things, those are important to me. And then you walk into a builder that says, here are your three cabinet choices. Here are your two appliance choices. Here are your three color choices. Sure. And you're thinking, if those things really matter to you, go somewhere else. Yeah. Because it's the builder's not wrong for offering the three things. No. The problem is you being in there trying to get them to do something they don't do. Correct. So that is a big deal is making sure that you're dealing with the right builder and then you're going to be able to come to a price it's going to make sense to you yes because the funny thing about pricing this is a little off topic rabbit trail great buckle up (laughs) you know when we talk to people and they finish their houses no one actually ever says they overspent on their house and they bought too many things almost every one of our customers always says hey you know when i was going through this process i was looking at these options and it was a couple thousand dollars more, and I didn't get it, and now I wish I did. That's so true. You know, I wish I would have built that patio. I wish I would have built that deck, or I wish I would have put that bonus room upstairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just didn't want to spend the money. Um, and that is a normal reaction to the fact that you are looking at just gigantic dollars when you're building a new house. Oh, and so yeah. your natural thing yeah. is to just cut it off and go, no more. Sure. You think you're being risk adverse by just... Right. Or you're being your smart. Budget. Yeah. Right. Or the, that. Yeah. The problem. And the, so this is what is it goes back to the idea of solving your issue by knowing what you want before right. you go and having that conversation with whomever it is that is making the decisions with you or helping you make the decisions yourself. Mm hmm. Know what you want and get an education. Listen to our podcasts and you will become an incredibly educated buyer. You will design a magnificent house and yes. the setting for your life you'll get to meet the real jackie yeah oh, <laughs> also that not just podcast jackie the real the real human jackie human well i guess this jackie. is human jackie this is this is digital Dig- voice this, jackie d- digital voice jackie right yeah so uh this is the so you want to build a house podcast by statera homes i'm scott daly and i'm jackie kovaleski have a great day So You Want to Build a House is brought to you by Statera Homes. Statera Homes is a craft home builder in Southern Delaware. This builder finds value in working with you to build a home that is the perfect fit for your lifestyle. Statera truly sets themselves apart from other builders in the area. To find out more, visit their website, www.staterahomes.com. That's S-T-A-T-E-R-A-H-O-M-E-S.com. Or call their model home at area code 302-329-8881. That's 302-329-8881. Music from this podcast was by the band Defining Parallel from their recent single, Painted Lives. Thank you for listening to So You Want to Build a House. To stay updated on the most recent episodes, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you found it to begin with. Or... Check out Statera Homes website, which is again www.staterahomes.com. Thank you very much.